Hello. Hello. Welcome to At Home. This is a place where we explore all the nooks and crannies of what makes us feel at home. The good, the meh, and the messy. We've been together over 10 years and we still have a lot to learn about each other. <laughs> I've been with myself for a long time and I still haven't figured myself out. It's a process. Well, there will be heated debates. Yeah, because Drew has very strong opinions mm-hmm. about everything, like leaving the toilet lit up. Well, hey, we'll just bring in experts to help us solve those. What about you, though, leaving hair dolls in the shower? Ew. Uh, those are gifts. <laughs> yeah, that no one wants. This is all a part of our life at home. Hello, everybody. Hi. Oh, this Ooh, is... does my voice sound different? Uh, say it again. Hi. No. Sounds sleepy. You sound tired, yeah. Or like I sound like like my lungs have been squished. You, somebody's sitting on your lungs. <sighs> do do I sound different? Let uh, me hear it. Hi, this is Drew. Yeah, you sound more radioy. Hi, this is Drew. <laughs> this is a special episode for Linda and me because we're sitting down and chatting with the moms in our family. We have my mom, Joanne, and we have Hannah and, and April, Linda's sisters. And I'm going to pick their brains about motherhood. We have moms with such vastly different experiences. Two moms with twins. Oh, yeah. I just realized that. We have one mom with a one-year-old. A really chunky one-year-old. And yeah, I think I'm just going to... Ask them whatever comes up. Wait, hold on a second. Mom, am I allowed to stay or am I supposed to leave? I think you get to your room. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys can tell the truth. I mean, come on. Well, before I leave, maybe there's something each of you guys can just tell me. A little bit of wisdom for me. So maybe let's start with April. What's something that with you and Connor... So whether it was, you know, as you were about to give birth or when you were there giving birth or afterwards, what's something that was a great thing that I could do that Connor's done? I think birth is... Connor can birth, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Way easier than parenting. So the advice I would give you is to make sure that you take care of Linda. So Linda is your priority and the baby is Linda's priority. Okay. All right. Linda is my priority. That's good advice, actually. Yeah, I like that. Because I guess a lot of parents can probably get obsessed with just focusing on the baby. Yes. Yeah. Anna, what do you think? Actually, sort of along the same lines, I would say during that birthing process, really listen to Linda. She will let you know what she needs and just keep your full attention on her. Right. And then after the baby comes home, Like April said, still keep your attention to Linda because she's going to need all that support in the first few weeks of transitioning. All of her body is changing, uh, trying to get back to normal. So definitely pay attention. Did did Linda tell you guys to say it's all about her? Is that what? I I feel like Linda told you to tell you. Let's see what mom has to say. What do you think, mom? Well, I think leading up to the birth that uh, it's really important that you're both prepared and that you both have learned everything you can possibly learn about um, every step of the way through the birthing process and uh, everything that Drew is going to have to do to support uh, Linda before and after. It includes back rubs leading up to. and For me, right? Back rubs for me? Yes, of course. Yeah, remember that, Linda. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, that you're all 
always there for her uh, during the birthing process and that all the training that you've done beforehand, you're putting it into play at that time. And just like Hannah said, you're there for her. This is a great idea for an episode. I really, really (laughs) love this. I feel like I'm being ganged up on. No, no. You are. I think it it is great. I mean, Linda and I... Our whole podcast for the last few months has been all about doing that research that you're talking about, Mom. So this is, we're we're on the right path, and we have less than two months to go. I think I should. I think I should go to my room. I think so because the sofa is getting tight. (laughs) There are five of us on this on this one sofa. All right. Well, I'm going to go grab a sandwich, PB and J, and I'll Mm -hmm. see you guys later. And you're going to make us some too, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) If I can get out. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. So now that Drew's gone, that was great. Now we can just talk about dresses. (laughs) (laughs) And baby clothes. Or speaking of dresses, maternity clothes. Did you... Have a lot of maternity clothes? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, I was working right up until the end. Um, Actually, with uh, JD, Daniel, he was born right on the day. So I had two weeks off of work uh, before he was born. And uh, with Jonathan and Drew, John and and (laughs) And Andrew, Andrew. um, they were born two weeks early. So I actually missed my going away party from the office and but I always had to be dressed well for the office so I did have quite the little maternity wardrobe it's a little bit different style than what they go for today and uh, now it's very chic to show your baby bump and everything back in the day it was all the kind of fluffy cover-up type of uh, tops, that sort of thing. But uh, no, I I quite enjoyed it. And I found that during, um, when I was pregnant, I was one of those people who, God, my hair never looked so good. It was fantastic (laughs) and my skin was okay. I thought, maybe this is the thing to do. I'm just going to keep myself pregnant. (laughs) That's what I'm feeling. I haven't really broken out this whole time. I've had like a few pimples and I've never had that in my entire life. So I think like, man... This is so nice. Enjoy it while it lasts. I know, and my my hair's been healthy, my skin's been healthy. (laughs) Well, actually, just the other day, I was just rubbing your arms, and they're so buttery buttery? smooth. Oh my goodness. I hope it stays. (laughs) I think it will. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, for maternity wear, I've just been wearing Drew's clothes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is great because you save money that way and you can, you know, just... For me, I was pregnant during COVID. So, and I was very hush-hush um, about my pregnancy. So with Zoom meetings and everything, I couldn't really... It, you know, make it obvious that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I just wore regular clothes. I just bought bigger sizes. Did you wear pants? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the most uncomfortable things ever. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, uh, for me, I didn't want, I mean, we live in a condo, so our space is already limited. I didn't want to buy extra maternity clothes. Um, yeah, and it was it was fine, like, I just think it's better for the environment. You save money and you can wear it again. Yeah. Wait, why did you keep it hush-hush? Good question. Just to keep it to yourself or? I think, to be honest, I didn't, I want to say I'm not superstitious, but at the same time, I didn't want to jinx it. I guess I am superstitious then, right? Mm -hmm. If If I was afraid of that. So you weren't trying uh, to hide it. <clears throat> I didn't want. I guess I didn't want a, a lot of questions. I didn't want the pressure. I didn't want to be inundated with all of the comments. Um, I just wanted to be as relaxed as possible throughout mm. the whole journey. So when did you tell people? Well, for work, it was like maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, like <laughs> like friends and family. Oh, well, friends and family. I believe, the, you know, our close friends and family about three or four, when I was three or four months. Okay. But I also didn't tell a lot of people. So, and I didn't post a lot of Instagram pictures. So a lot of people were really surprised that I, I had oh, a baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, you know, I think I would do that again. It was just, um, I didn't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Because it wasn't exposed to everyone. Did uh, anything funny that you can remember happening during your pregnancy? Hmm. The funniest thing for me was actually with the girls when I had, so this is Hannah, I, have, I had twin girls and I was in, um, I had to be bed rest at, it was probably around <clears throat> five, six months. So I was in bed rest for a really long time. But the funniest thing was when I actually felt them both kicking and punching at the same time. It felt like aliens Coming out of like my belly, ganging up on ganging you, up on me. <laughs> Eight limbs, but it wasn't. It wasn't painful. It was just really cute and funny. It's like they're just playing inside of my belly, so it was a bit tickly, ticklish. Yeah. So it was. I would just make me giggle mm. every time I see them popping their arms and their elbows or their <laughs> knees out. Do you do you remember anything? Yeah, I I do remember <laughs> one thing with uh, Jonathan and Drew, and so I was still working. And uh, I was into maternity clothes at three months. Oh my gosh. And yet my doctor, what? who was a, a, a specialist, he said, uh, oh, you're just having a big baby. And uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I was at work and I'd say it was probably about four, five months by that time. And uh, I got lodged into the alleyway in our storage room where we kept all our files and I guess I was turning and my belly was out so far (laughs) that I kind of got wedged in there and I didn't want to be like moved to I didn't want to hurt the baby so I was trying to suck it all in as much as I could so that I could wedge myself out of there (laughs) my back hurt so much I don't know if that's funny it's not funny (laughs) but the only thing that would relieve the pain I guess temporarily uh, was a golf ball 
against the wall. So the golf ball was between uh, myself and the wall. And I didn't realize this, but it left dents all along the walls and it was just oh. damage. <laughs> it was definitely a, like a symbol of how much pain I was in. Oh my in. gosh. Yeah. Oh you would have to redo the drywall. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, I had to drive an hour to work every day and then home. And I can remember driving in the car and I had to have one at one time. It was one pillow behind me. Then it was two pillows and then it was three. And I was just pushing my back into those pillows as I was uh, driving the car. That's the only time I really felt any back pain. I'm feeling it kick my bladder right now. Oh no, oh no, do you need to go pee? No, I just peed before this. Okay, so in another five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a little earlier on, we did one of our ultrasounds and every time we go, we remind our OB, like we don't want to know whether it's a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So just just to remind you, like don't, don't show us like during the ultrasound and don't include it in the printout or whatever. And then on the ride home, I looked at the ultrasound and it said, sex f and i'm like oh no i was like oh no did i just find out i think i was excited at the same time like mad yeah because i was like well if the doctor's messing up on this like what else is he gonna overlook and i was just worried i was like oh no did we like i don't know like i i just wanted to have trust in the doctor and then drew checked with the ob and he's like no that's that's linda's sex (laughs) oh Oh, really yeah yeah (laughs) April's like, really? Maybe that was a good save. (laughs) No, because on on the printout, like, they're old machines. But who else would they be doing an an ultrasound on? Why would they need to? But they can use those machines for, like, anyone. Oh, Uh, yeah. Other things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's a template for all patients. Yeah, that's what Drew said. He's like, well, it's obviously not my (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can remember once in the kitchen dropping a lid to a pan and that crashed onto the floor and my stomach jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with Will, he just could not stay still in my belly. I would sit down for something and he's really lopsided. You could see my belly onto my left side. And then five minutes later, he couldn't get comfortable. And so he shimmied himself and then my whole belly shifted over to the right. Oh my God, so weird. And he would go back and forth. When he was awake in my belly, he would go back and forth. Is he He, the same now? He is the same now. He, he turns around a lot in his bed. So I realize now that I'm saying stomach. It's not stomach. It's belly. Oh, yeah. In my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just realized that. You ate a ba- baby. Yeah. So is there anything that you are anxious about pre... I'm not nervous or anxious about the birth stuff yet. And maybe that will come back and bite me in the butt. For post... I'm anxious about the time we'll get together. Mm, that's because Drew will only have like a month off in total. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to, in my head, I'm trying to like fit everything in. I feel like our whole lives are like trying to fit everything into this like tight schedule. What's and everything? that always makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. Everything as in like family time, alone time, like time together, time with the baby, mm-hmm. time to work out and shower and poop. Yeah. <laughs> But you're both really good about scheduling your days yeah. and everything. Like, it's all going to fall into place. Yeah. You'll be surprised at how, you know, once you get into it, how much yeah. you're able to organize it all. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. Because I was anxious about that for during the pregnancy too. And it has felt like there has been an ease to it because mm-hmm. we schedule everything. Yeah. 
I'm actually really surprised how calm you are and non-anxious you are, Linda. During the pregnancy? Yeah. Really? Only because <laughs> the, the only reference point, and you'll laugh about this, is because you're so anxious for driving, to, to learn how to drive. Uh, and so yeah, driving that, is a different story. I know, but that personality where it's like, oh, you don't want to put yourself at risk at like getting yeah. on the road. And so pregnancy is just like a whole other thing in itself. So I'm actually really surprised how calm and non non anxious you are about this, which mm. is which is great, which yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. But driving involves like everyone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the part that is anxiety ridden. Whereas like pregnancy, I, you have more control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, con- to a certain extent, yeah. of course, but you're not you're not dependent on other people. Yeah, it's just like me and my body mostly mm-hmm. so it's more intimate but when it comes to birth what i always hear moms always say like you know you kind of forget about the pain is that a freaking lie that must be a lie well okay let's start from the freshest <laughs> april, <laughs> april april the pain yes it's true that you forget about the details like i cannot explain to you how painful it was <laughs> But I know that it was extremely painful, especially when you have back-to-back contractions that you don't have a break in between. And also when you have to have a catheter because your baby's head is so big <laughs> that, you know, he pretty much pushed my bladder, like smushed my bladder so much that I couldn't, I couldn't go pee. <laughs> so I've never heard of that before. When my water broke, I guess he was so heavy. He was nine pounds, 13 ounces. Oh and he has a big head. Sorry, Charlie. You know, I, I was open to epidural, but I also wanted to try to not, you know, have that, I guess, intervention. But it got to a point where I just, I wasn't progressing. I was in so much pain that I needed it. Well, I felt I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel ashamed about it. I think you just have to have an open mind and not mm-hmm. be so pressured with, you know, oh, I want to have a natural birth um, without any medication. You just have to go with, what feels right to you and also with the advice of, you know, the, your, the medical team around you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to your, your question. Yes, it is extremely painful. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. all I have to say. Well, I'll say that it, it is painful, plain and simple. But I mean, here I am six, six seven years later and yeah, you don't remember it no. because there's so many other feelings that happen after birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that takes over and it doesn't even matter. So, and, and just know that it's temporary. It feels mm. like it's not yeah. <laughs> during, obviously, but it is temporary. And yeah, I mean, it's, if you just can't take it, don't ever feel that you're weak or that you've given up. No. Just, yeah, take mm-hmm. the medicine if you want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and not you, everybody yeah. has the same level of pain or the le- level of pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's different for everybody. You know? mm-hmm. And it is good to have something to distract you while you're uh, going through the, uh, you know, labor pains and, uh, yeah, contractions. But the one pain that I remember uh, was the feeling when before they tell you to push, and like you want to push with every bone in your body and they're saying, don't push yet, don't push yet. And then when they say push, oh my gosh, it's just like, like the, the biggest relief. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that helped me through my contractions was to think, you know, every contraction that you have is getting you one step closer to meeting your baby. Yes, mm. that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what helped me a lot. So what, what distracted you? 
during the labor pains? Oh, well, they have, uh, you know, you're supposed to take all this stuff with you to the hospital. So um, I had colorful things that I could hang on the wall, pictures of, you know, smiling faces, baby faces or whatever, and, <laughs> wow, and uh, really of our family and, and all of that. So just anything that you think would be a distraction, take it with you mm. because uh, it really does help to have something like that. Yeah. If you had what? some nice music, oh, music that you might yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Or yeah. photos of Charlie. Photos yeah. of Charlie, like cute babies. Yeah. 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 We still have to make our playlist. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be ashamed if I did have to use an epidural or whatever. No. For me, I'm all. just scared of needles. Mm-hmm. So that's my main reason <laughs> yeah, for not wanting thing. it. Because mm-hmm. that, because I know I won't see it or like in the heat of, you know, the moment I won't care, I'm sure. Yeah. But the, even the thought of it, mm-hmm. I feel would make me anxious, which doesn't help. Mm-hmm. That too, but I think during that time, because I was so afraid of a needle on in my back, mm-hmm. but that, that trade-off between that pain that you have mm. and that fear of needles, like you don't even think about it anymore. It, it, it's so overwhelming, it takes over. It's like, mm-hmm. do it, do it, do it fast. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So yeah. what was the, what was it like bringing a baby home for the first time? Were you like, oh crap, like what What do we do next? Or is it just no. like, oh, this is blissful? Yeah, no, I, I just enjoyed every minute of it. You know, like uh, we didn't have any support. You know, mm-hmm. it was just the two of us. And, uh, but that was fine. That was the way for me. I wanted it to just, it was a learning process. And I just wanted to be sorting through all the issues ourselves as mm-hmm. we, the baby was growing and at home, and uh, no, I just I thought it was wonderful. And uh, you know, like when we had Daniel, JD, the first baby, and so that was forty six years ago. And uh, <laughs> then when uh, Jonathan and Drew, John and Andrew came along, um, we had brought them home, and of course we're presenting two babies to mm-hmm. our firstborn, oh who's gosh. only two years old, and uh, that was something too. See, that was wonderful. He what was, was his reaction? Oh, he couldn't believe it that oh, there's two little bodies in there, <laughs> you know, two, two little playthings. Uh, yeah, and uh, so the nice thing too was that the cradle that we used for uh, Daniel and then for John and Drew, that is the same cradle that we brought out for, yeah. for Linda and Drew. So, so we have that downstairs right now and we have to assemble it. Yeah. And- I can't wait to see it. Wait, yeah. did they wait? Did you have one cradle and you they, you put both babies in there? We weren't expecting sure? to have two babies. So before <laughs> we could even leave the hospital, we had to get a second car seat. So we had them both in the one cradle and then we bought a second matching cradle that they Aww. eventually the other baby went into. But uh, no, that was <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. wait to use that one. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's so cute. What about you, Hannah? Actually, same as Joanne. We didn't actually have any support because with Will, our first, and this was nine years ago, mom didn't come because mm-hmm. he, he came two weeks early mm-hmm. and it was actually good. I mean, we were tired because I was in labor for 36 hours oh. and then eventually I did have to have a C-section. And so that was unexpected. I actually thought I was going to have a natural birth because he was so ready to come out, mm-hmm. but his head was also really big. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was overwhelming because... First, he was two weeks early mm-hmm. and we didn't have anybody, but it actually felt nice coming home to a nice, quiet home and we just had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Although it brought Wes and I closer together, <laughs> it also drove us like 
mad apart first, <laughs> apart first and then because we were like zombies we were trying to get used to that sleep schedule mm-hmm. and it was really hard um, I think it was after the one week where both of us were like at each other's throat because we we were so tired mm-hmm. we were so tired but after that it's like okay let's take a step back and um, let's sort of start again let's look at each other let's work together as a team mm-hmm. right but it was Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's amazing. Really, you'll find how natural the solutions to your problems are going to come to you. Mm, I did think of one interesting thing. This was with Daniel when uh, they were first born, and my water broke and everything, and the contractions are happening. And oh, it's time to go to the hospital. Well, the hospital was an hour away. So we get in the car and we're charging down there. We have to cross a bridge and it's a drawbridge. Wouldn't you know it? I don't think I've ever been up to it when it's opened. Wouldn't you know it? It opened up that time. They were just opening it up. And so Jim jumped out of the car and he's waving and everything. Close the bridge. Close the bridge. And we're thinking to ourselves, this could happen right in the car here. But fortunately, they were able to close it. They opened it to let ships, boats come through and then they close it again. Anyway, so the baby was almost born in a car. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll worry about it when you cross that bridge, right? That's right. (laughs) ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Oh, so one other thing about at the hospital. So in my uh, prenatal training, uh, that was the Lamaze training, Mm -hmm. they said that you should pack a lunch for your husband because no telling how long he's going to be there and just put it in the freezer and then it's always there. So great. That was part of our ready kit. We got that lunch. So anyway, we get to the hospital and pull out the lunch. He's ready to eat the lunch. (laughs) The first thing he grabs is a boiled egg. And he said that was the most revolting taste. He said, I guess, I don't know how successfully you can freeze a boiled egg. Oh, it's frozen. frozen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so no frozen hard-boiled eggs. The rest of it was okay. So the woman not supposed to eat, right? Because right. No, you don't yeah. want to have yeah. to like ac- have an accident, yeah. right? In the middle of a birth. You mean poop it out? Yeah, poop okay. it out. <laughs> <laughs> so Wes, because it, you know, I was in labor for 36 hours, Wes did get his meals there. And I'm just like drooling okay, watching him wait. eat. So you're not eating that entire time? No, for the first 12 hours I, I didn't. But then I'm like, I am so hungry. Like I'm getting, I'm feeling lightheaded. So at least I drank some apple juice and I did sneak a bite mm-hmm. of his sandwich in. Yeah. I had to because I was like, I need to, I need the energy. Yeah, uh, I didn't eat that much, but I did have a bite and it was okay. And I so drank do they actually juice. have cafeterias open though during the night? If you go no, in during the night, no, but they happen to have some like leftover food in oh, the fridge. Lucky. Leftover oh, food? No, no, good. it's not like leftover. Like it was pre-made sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, that okay, they pre-made didn't, stuff. Yeah, okay. pre-made sandwiches. Okay. Oh, that, that was lucky. Yeah, so yeah. the nurses treated us actually really well and yeah. kept bringing West sandwiches. Oh. So it was, oh, it was sweet. really sweet. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it was we really had Uber good. Eats. Sandwich. You had to Uber Eats. <laughs> 
We had Uber Eats, yeah. Sushi. <laughs> Sushi for Connor. Oh, oh you must yes. have been like... Mm. But I, anyway, when we were in the hospital, um, they came around and they said, um, so have you had any uh, prenatal, like, any training? And we said, yeah, I, the, we had both been doing the Lamaze course. And they said they were so happy that um, I had had training in that way because they said the women that have had the pre-birth training handle the whole thing much better than mm. anybody that's just coming in and they don't know what's happening or mm. whatever. You're really prepared. And so, so that's good. What was the main thing you took from the Lamaze class? The Lamaze class? Well, yeah, like I mean, oh, and the thing was that uh, J- Jim wasn't able to attend all the classes. Mm-hmm. So I had made notes detailed notes from every class and then he had to go through it all and uh, so he knew everything that Mm. had to be done so um, uh, I mean it was just I can't offhand just think of every little thing that there was but it was very you know well put into steps and uh, it's guiding you right from inception right through the Mm. whole process to getting in the hospital what to expect there and afterwards so you know you're really well prepared Mm -hmm. so it's like a dry run right so that it's like a dry run for you to know yeah so it's not surprising which is good because that's the thing that is scariest i think for most people is uh, not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're prepared with that bit of knowledge, that's not to say that you're mm-hmm. still going to have some moments, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. and you've got your husband there, that's a big help. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then having them in the birth room is so important, <clears throat> I think, it, to share that experience. Yeah. 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 The one thing that they didn't quite teach us, or maybe I didn't remember it, was that even though I was having contractions, my water didn't break. Yeah. yeah. So I was dilated. I'm like, my water's not breaking, what's going on? And so after that 12 hours, they had to have a nurse come in and break my water. Oh. How do they do <gasps> that? Mm, very uncomfortably. I'm thinking about like popping a balloon. Yeah, yep, pretty, pretty much. much. They mm-hmm. had to stick something up there, oh, like dear. a catheter kind of thing, mm-hmm. break it. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I felt all that water. Oh gush out and then the contractions like intensified like it went from I would say like five six and it shot up to like a nine Mm. like instantly wow and then they realized after a few hours like oh she's still he's still not coming like it came back down from Mm -hmm. a nine down to like I was like Mm. is it because I'm so relaxed and I'm breathing this through like it went down (laughs) back to like Mm. that five six area and then they realized when they checked, oh, they didn't break it all the way. They're still oh no. So they had to go in there that second time. Oh gosh. Oh, that was painful. Oh my. And then um, did you have an epidural by this point? No. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and then uh, they popped it the second time. Then I went through that exact same experience again. It shot up from five six to like a nine ten, and mm-hmm. then for the next maybe four hours, then it was like super intense. Yeah. Well, and, you yeah. know what happened to me was, and I think this was with um, John and uh, Andrew, that um, so they came in, they checked me and they said, no, you're not dilated enough. It's going to be a while. So they all went for coffee. As soon as they went down the <laughs> hall, everything happened. And they all had to rush back. I think they had sandwiches in their hand oh or something. You know, and yeah, it was all happening. <laughs> so sometimes that can change drastically in yeah. just a matter of minutes. Yeah. So you just have to pretend, you know, everyone's not paying attention. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then and then it'll happen. Uh-huh. How do you get on the same page as your partner <laughs> with yeah. parenting? Oh, that is extremely. That is one of the biggest things as far as I'm concerned with parenting. And that is that don't ever argue in front of your children oh, or really? or share or share share different views about parenting in front of them. If you're going to have those discussions, do not do it in front of the children because mm. as wonderful as our children are, if they see a little crack that they can wedge into, <laughs> yeah. they will do it. Mm. And uh, so I think it's very important that you settle all the, the parenting skills okay. just separate and apart from the children and you go out, you're always a unified front in front of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite important. Was there anything that you guys disagreed on? Not really. You know, uh, it's kind of a weird thing. If you say this to people, they think, what? I know, I uh, am saying I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we always had horses. We've always uh, raised horses and had horses and uh, trained horses. And so we always agreed that the method for raising a child was very similar to training, oh. <laughs> training a young horse. And, you know, you've got to get their respect and uh, you've got to always uh, have the upper hand. You can't, like sometimes, um, you know, if the children, they're doing something annoying and you're, it's just driving you crazy and everything and you feel you're getting weak and you're going to give in, you cannot give in. If you give in, They've won, and they're they. This is in their head. They know it's possible, mm. but uh, and it's the same with training a young horse. You know that you always have to be sure that you are. They realize that you're the one that's in command, and you have to be kind to them, very kind. But uh, a lot of those training methods are the same with raising children. It's mm. it's amazing, and uh, it, it worked for us anyway. I feel like this is a new um, parenting book. Train your Train kids. children or horses. Yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> Start with horses. Parenting yeah. horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always, whatever you're doing, always do it with love anyway. Mm. Yeah. That's the main lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The main, oh, yeah. Good one, always. I agree with that, right? But there are times where when there are disagreements, um, it's not about fighting in front of our kids, but showing them how even the parents work it out. But are you... D- like when you're disagreeing on parenting things or like disagreements amongst, like between yourselves? Because I, I think that's different. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. um, maybe it's smaller things. Like for example, like if I wanted the kids to eat something for lunch and then the, and Wes wanted something else. Mm-hmm. So that there's a disagreement mm-hmm. there. No. We're not going to go hide away to like, oh, no. what are we deciding for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I'm eating right in the bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I'm adamant on, like, I need them, I want them to have this, and Wes decides something else, then we try to work it out in front in of them. Front of Here's them. why I think they should have this. Like, well, no, I plan this. And so either way, we want to show them mm-hmm. how even in a disagreement, we can work it out in terms of compromise and, and show them how the we have solving. to. Mm-hmm. Right, and how mm-hmm. we have to listen to each other mm-hmm. and we figure out the solution mm-hmm. in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, because you won't yeah. always agree. Mm-hmm. And, right, yeah. Right. And so yeah. they have to learn to use that skill even with their siblings mm-hmm. or with friends yeah. or even mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. Here's a disagreement. We don't agree on this one thing. So how are we going to mm-hmm. talk this out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a matter of making sure that you, you know, everyone has their opinions and they want the best for their child. 
And you have to remember that, that they just want the best. So I think it's really important to actually listen to each other mm-hmm. and understand their point of view and somehow come to a compromise. And that may involve, you know, looking into a third party like resource. You know, mm-hmm. what is it? What is this? pediatrician say or what does this reliable source say there's value in each person's opinions and uh yeah sometimes you do have to weigh each person's opinions and and uh hopefully come to some sort of middle ground yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like we argue about the the temperature of his room so many times (laughs) but maybe in in that scenario that's where you bring in a third party, as in, as in like, there must be a best answer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, another solution we try is that, okay, one day we'll do it my way, mm-hmm. and then another day we'll do it your way. I think and then it depends let, on what oh, it is, Yeah, though. yeah, it does. It does <laughs> yeah, depend yeah, on yeah. what it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we always, as April said, we know that we're each choosing these for the best intention of the baby. Mm-hmm. But let's give each of these different solution, whatever it may be, a try. Mm-hmm. Right sure. and yeah. see what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think for for me, my approach is that I think we place so much emphasis on our like opinions and like freedom of like doing whatever we want these days. Mm-hmm. Like there are experts out there, and yes, we can't. Not everything is ideal. Like we can't do everything that experts say, like to mm-hmm. a T. Mm-hmm. But we can try to interpret mm-hmm. that as best as we can in our own lives. Yeah. So like when our when we're bumping heads, my go to is. Yes, like listen to each other, but also like, okay, like we have the resources, we have people to ask. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go there to like call a friend, call a friend, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, call a friend, call a parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't think there has to be, well, there's his opinion, yeah. there's hers, and that's it. Right. It can be a blending of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that is the best solution when, hey, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but that sounds good that you said. So how can we blend that together? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. One last thing, um, because I have to pee. <laughs> um, any parting words of advice for moi? <laughs> well, I, I think um, it's really important that, uh, because I've seen this with a lot of families where children are raised and the parents love the children, but they never show that, that love to them. They were never told mm-hmm. that they were, I love you, anything like that, that 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 word seems to be difficult for some people, and I think it's important that people uh, uh, that children hear those words mm-hmm. every day, and and that there's physical hugging mm-hmm. and uh, kissing on the head or whatever, you know. Uh, just ch- show them that you love them, mm-hmm. and also between yourselves that you are showing them that you love each other as well. Yeah. Yeah, as as a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as a parent, my, In our family, team. like growing up, the Bruces, we were known as the kissing Bruces. Oh, <laughs> there so was always hugs and kisses, <laughs> even when we met our other families, like siblings' families and our cousins and uh-huh. everything. There was always lots of that that sort of thing, and and uh, I like, I think that's important to yeah. children. Yeah. yeah. Well, good thing I like physical uh-huh. touch. And uh, just... it's not. There's nothing difficult about saying I love you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So every time Connor and I kiss, Charlie sees us. When he sees us, he has his mouth open because he wants to kiss too. Oh, he wants to kiss. That's why so he's cute. such a good kisser. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. It's very you know cute. what's funny was that when we were growing up, we didn't actually have as much of that 
physical no. touching and saying I love you. No, that's no. a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. We'll leave that for another day. But I feel like I feel like I'm knowing that I had You're to more. overcompensate yeah. and yeah. like be so aware yeah. of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like I know with Wes, he is so much more affectionate. So I've learned that part from mm-hmm. him yeah. in terms of being like more huggy, more kissy, mm-hmm. more holding mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. Well, Jim and says saying that as well. There were, like he knew his parents loved him, but they didn't verbally say it. Yeah. Or physically either. Or physically, yeah. you know, show it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that was a learning process mm-hmm. too. But, but I also find that not to overdo it and no. not to over coddle them either. Mm-hmm. So, so that like, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. But what if their cheeks are so chunky? You just want to kiss I it all know. the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Charlie's cheeks right now. Yeah. I just want to pinch them. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I just want to run back to him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll wrap yeah. up. So um, for me, I, I pride myself in making sure that Charlie's feelings, whether he's having a tantrum, or he's angry or sad or whatever it is that they are um, acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they, they're just still learning. They're learning every day mm-hmm. and they don't know. Well, I'm not an expert in this, but I, I don't think they know how to manage their emotions. So it's just recognizing that and acknowledging it. I think that is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people might disagree, but you know, if he falls down, and it's not something very serious. I'm always, I'm always asking, are you okay? And I think that's, instead of saying, you're okay. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's really important. I think those little things add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're saying it in a calm manner, so yeah. you're not you know, trying to scare them, mm-hmm. but you're still validating their, their emotions or their concern when they fall, as an example. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's something... I mean, that's also another episode. Yeah, that, ah, talking about so feelings. Talking about feelings, but like also like acknowledging it and not like like asking someone how they feel instead of having someone tell you how yeah, you feel. Exactly. Because it's like mm-hmm. if your best friend was in a crappy mood, you wouldn't go to them and be like, "You're okay." Yeah, You would ask them, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Like, tell me what's up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Or not. Don't even say what's wrong. Don't assume that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the question. Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Here's my parting advice is I agree with Joanne and April here in terms of the child, but also for you, Linda, and also Drew is make sure you ask for help when you need it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Don't actually try to think that you can do everything yourself. I mean, you probably you can. can, but if there's help, it's okay to ask mm-hmm. and it's not... Yeah. Like, and everybody will be always willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one will think any less of you. It's like, oh, you can't do that yourself. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you will not be judged. Everybody is just waiting for you to say the word. To ask. Yeah. To ask. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so take advantage of that. Just mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. There's no such thing as a stupid question. If people are afraid to ask any question, then that's where the problems can start that they're not going to get the help they need. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's always important to be able to communicate that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. We're here for you. Thank you. <laughs> well, right. Can you help yeah, me? So are we going to have these conversations every five or 10 years about the next step? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be every like one to two years. Oh, okay. Let's, we'll yeah. meet again here. <laughs> yes. Chapter two. Yes. yes. When Thank the baby you comes. so much. Love you all. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Pee time. Big hug hugs. Kiss, 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 hugs, hugs, hugs. Kiss, kiss, hugs, hugs. <laughs>
So next week, Drew will sit down with a few of the dads in our lives to pick their brains about fatherhood and parenthood. So be sure to join us for that one. I feel like I'm going to have to sit in on that one and eavesdrop a little. (laughs) And by the way, we have an amazing team and just want to say a huge thank you to all of them. We could not do this without them. Brandon Angelino. Annalie Bell. Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis. Wes Friend. Chris Cobain. Nicole Schachter. And Sabrina Ayakobuchi. Also, our theme music is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson and our music composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening and if you have a few seconds don't forget to subscribe and rate yes please do please do and also leave comments on our social media at at home we love to hear from you ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.